Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. The state, and I know I'm a slave. We can make a break, break the power, break the power. Hello, friendos. Did you guys miss me? I'm back, no. y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm big thinking I'm black, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this and is, the show is canceled now. And scene. All right. What's up, everybody? I am Otto Dassing, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 351. Or we're at th- we're at 351, man. Yeah, we're at 351. Fuck. Right. Yeah, so I caught your mistake. It's okay, Jared. I forgive you. But all right, so anyway, I got Jared here, Jared Schneiderman. That's me. Uh, James Babb. Hello. And my dear friend, Nicholas Pacone. What's up? Uh, so uh, we are back. Um, I was a little burnt out last week from the Pennsylvania Libertarian Convention. It took a lot out of me, but um, I'm back and I got to physically touch Nick Pacone. And give a lot him of butt a hug, sex. And it, was, it was really good. There was a Wait, lot of man in that room. There was. And that's um, what wore you out. That's how you got worn out. No, I got worn out because I was on like a Matt Bergman style. Like that's how blazed I was. I was on Matt Bergman level. It, it was, it was so bad. Like it can, I didn't even know. Like I was so inebriated the entire time because like, I just, I, I didn't even like, I, it, excuse me. It like, completely got past me this is all new territory for me so here's the problem you got to be careful if you're drinking at a libertarian convention you might end up like on some committee or like being a candidate for some bullshit (laughs) or next thing you're like you're the eastern vice chair of education you know like fuck you know like you're the (laughs) it it was the roads are (laughs) it wasn't his state at least so that would there were limitations on that that doesn't (laughs) stop him in pennsylvania in fact uh, uh, they had a guy come in from New York to be chair. Some dude showed up. He's like, hey, I like to fuck young boys. Can I be in charge? And they're like, yeah, sure. Um, wow. What? Is it that easy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't know your LPPA history. Evidently, uh, you got to get up to, the, up to speed. But there was a. Uh, All I know is they were really concerned about a white supremacist takeover. They were. They were very concerned about that. Guys, well, was, to, what, um, what, so did they stop Steve Sheets this time? <laughs> uh, no, Wait, they, they about the takeover. The people that invited Augustus Invictus to the LPPA. Oh no, no, they uh, yeah, they got to control everything. So they were they were are they the ones they, that are now concerned about Nazis coming or white takeover. Yes. yes, this was a, a very much a straw in their hat victory for them because. For all of you who haven't been listening or paying attention, the Mises Caucus actually lost the state of uh, Pennsylvania, which oh. only for a few months, I would say. Which they, uh, they were, what, what do you mean you lost it? You can't find it anymore? Or I mean, were you were trying to, to defeat you it or Google it or access? what? Well, okay. So it started with they have this 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 tradition of waving. They have a hundred and eighty day waiting, or pretty much. Uh, 
buffer. So like you can't you can't vote on anything if you've been in the party for less than 180 days. So you can't vote at the convention. But for the past 30 years, every year they've waived that. They've waived that. So like any new people can come in and vote. Doesn't matter. Out of state people, if you sign up for the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania, you get the vote because they waive it. Well, when we got there, they started. We noticed how they were making three different kinds of badges for people. There was the people who are who couldn't inst- or who couldn't vote. They are just not allowed to vote. And then there was the people who had green badges. You could vote. And then there was the thing called yellow badges, and you were a new member, quote unquote, new member. Well, that's just and, normal for credentialing at a convention to identify well, who the voters are. That's not not, not really. No, really no, normal. no, that's, that's completely normal. normal. No, it is. No, it actually not. is normal. It actually, I've seen it at other conventions in the past. It's a, it's important at credentialing at the beginning of the convention to establish who is eligible to vote and to to look at it in advance and say, well, and you know, in case we do do that other, if we're going to case they throw out the sixty day rule, let's make sure we know who those people are too. To do that in advance is actually pretty organized because usually people just sit around for hours doing shit while they figure oh, it out. No, they, they were incredibly organized as they put on their their front. But the real thing, the real key here is when the when they bragged about it to our Puerto Rican friend about how they disenfranchised him so the white supremacists yep. couldn't take over to his face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I know, Nick's up in the so who was the who who was who was the uh, uh, so you're up against the incumbent regime, which is like the Steve Sheets faction? Oh yes, yes. Who so it was definitely. So it was um, it was a shit show because the credentialing that was supposed to take place, they had a hard cutoff at nine. They had three lines. They had three lines you go to. People who are A to Z, uh, their names were last names were A to L, M through Z, and the third line was for people who had problems, issues. It was like the misfits line, and people. And so I got sent. Uh, I spent like an hour waiting in line to be credentialed. It was terrible. It was. It was pretty much a shit show the whole time. This is like, this is peak efficiency for LPPA. Okay. (laughs) You would have loved it. I was so disappointed you couldn't come. My history with the LPPA is from the period of, I guess, the 2000 uh, to 2008 period, somewhere in that range, 2002. Mm. Like, so old school. Well, it, you know, nothing really changes. And a lot of this is the same people. Um, so, you know, I just think and it's I just think it's interesting that this uh, all the, you know, like white supremacy thing was a thing when it was literally Steve Sheets, uh, like in 2016, maybe invited Augustus Invictus, self-proclaimed fascist with a, a tattoo on his back. That's the same as what like Mussolini had on his hat. OK, like straight up eugenics okay like advocate goat blood drinker which was i was fine with okay like i <laughs> but to, the fact that this is now an issue a couple years later and he's able to be on the side of like wait a minute you were literally like bringing in eugenicists into the party like with a with a welcome mat and now well, but wait a minute. Whoa, Tom, wait, Tom Woods was in League of the South. Hold, hold up there. You know, like. Oh, what? but here, let's really let's really go, take this to the inception level. This whole thing starts because Michael Heiss wanted to platform Maj Torre. Yeah. That's where the bad blood in this whole fucking thing starts is because yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Heiss was talking to a black guy. 
That's and pretty much this is a lot of the bad blood in PA. Another reason white supremacist. However, isn't um, I guess you know it's not like Mosh is like like libertarian though. Is then isn't he just sort of conservative, no. pro gun, but maybe anti immigration no, or something like that? He's libertarian. No, he's coming. He's coming around a lot to that issue. I mean, we've you know we've talked to well, him, and I mean, I'm just remembering stuff from back when. Am I, am I remembering wrong? I don't want to accuse him of something that's not true. But wasn't there a thing about like he's like anti-immigrant at some point? He was kind of borderline a uh, Trumper at, at one point, I thought. Mm. Or like kind of like on the same tip as like uh, what's the uh, what's the black chick's name? Look, if anybody, wow. if, if, look, is has are any of these people worse than Gary Johnson? No, okay. <laughs> no, it's not worse than Gary. Johnson. I feel I feel like at any point somebody's like, gosh, should we have this guy at the convention? I don't know. He, he's not libertarian enough. Okay. How does he compare to Bob Barr? Well, he didn't commit war crimes. Okay. You know, like. It's <laughs> a low bar. <laughs> it's yeah. Right? Like, the bar is so fucking low. All right? Like. But James, right. the, Mises, the Mises caucus is white supremacists. The same right. people welcomed fucking Bob Barr. Right? Like, and now they're pointing fingers. Oh, oh. Anyway, continue. Right. This, with this circus, I, as a as a, someone outside the tent, I find the the, the rumblings hilarious. Uh, so, well, so pretty much what it boiled down to is they knew in adv- and it's it was kind of a strategy in advance. They knew that we had this separate event that was taking place because they they didn't the LPPA did not want the members. <laughs> the LPPA did not want the I'm sorry the speakers that the Mises caucus was going to pay for they were going to pay for Dave Smith Michael Rechtenwald Scott Horton and I think one more person but I'm not sure Mosh Teray but they rejected every single person except for Scott Horton and since Michael Heiss was the one booking Scott Horton, he was like, well, Scott's friends with Dave. Scott's not going to want to take something where Dave's been rejected. So they just came to the conclusion, hey, we're going to do our own event separate. They don't want us there. That's fine. Well, yeah, who we'll was the something- organizer? That would be the committee, which had a few people on it, um, including, I think, I want to say, I don't know. I don't know. Jen Moore might have been on it. I'm not sure. I, uh, maybe the ones to decide who the, the speakers would be. At they the did. Okay. They did. And they, they said and that and Dave Smith was too controversial. Said, hey, we've got some speakers can come at the convention if you want to include them on the program. And, and they, and they, they were going to pay for it. Not. Right. You know, but, some of these speakers, I know personally, some of the speakers I booked in the Maryland convention were like $1,000 each. And the Mises caucus was going to pay for all of it. And they turned it down. They said, we'll only accept Scott, even though Dave Smith's one of the, been the biggest recruiters and like love if you like him, not like him, whatever. He's a big draw. And that's right. just so one of the things. Kind of like Ron Paul would do and just do his own event. Screw you, yes. whatever. We're going to have our own thing with hookers and blackjack. You know, exactly. that was the exact inspiration. Yep, exactly. And that's when so they did their own thing that is separate bash. So it's just been this consternation of back and forth for the past few months, just going back and forth. Who's mad at who? Who said this and that? And it's just it's caused so, it literally Pennsylvania became well, Pennsylvania <laughs> became a microcosm of Nat of the national view of Mises caucus. And 
it's just it kind of exploded on that day on the Friday because we knew as soon as I saw that we had a badge that said yellow and it said new member, I knew they were not going to waive the 180 day rule. Like I didn't really want to vote and they were going to like Michael Heiss was telling me he told us he was like, look, I don't want out of staters voting. He told me this months ago. He was like, I don't want out of staters voting. I would rather people new to my state to vote. So we might offer you guys up as a sacrifice if you show up it was like hey you guys can't vote only the new people for pennsylvania will well, waive look, it for them it, it, was a separate it, was mises, it was up to mises caucus to rally enough qualified delegates in pennsylvania they and evidently they didn't so big deal no 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 right? they they did they that's the thing they did there was about like there was several dozen that were not allowed to vote who were from pennsylvania so this one guy his name's due to the 180 day rule yeah due to the 180 day rule well, that's the so rule that's so what that's the rule but they wave it they were they don't have to wave it they don't have to though body can do whatever they want to don't act like they're supposed to no 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 okay i agree with you completely wholeheartedly i agree with you look at you got bad arguing politics right now what have you done i know (laughs) what have you done (laughs) these people i want it to be for the right reasons okay right and i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna talk to you about this like because you're right i agree with you there's a 180 day rule there for a reason it's to prevent a takeover from other like say like disgruntled republicans or like socialist democrats that's what you want to prevent it from a washed up republican might come in there who knows who there could be (laughs) (laughs) right and the the problem was is that so jen moore was heading up the the new counties that were created over the past few months several new counties have been forming their own libertarian (laughs) informing <laughs> their own libertarian uh you know affiliations or whatever they've been starting up and they jen moore was telling people encouraging hey come to the convention even though it's within 180 days we always waive the rule like she was telling people come anyway we waive the rule you'll get the vote Usually, we always waive the rule she couldn't promise it she can't say always traditionally was, we waive is what you would say it's traditionally waived that's what you would right. say. Be correct. Exactly. So, but Otto, why are you guys so surprised that politicians went and did politics? I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. I, I would have expected this from day one. I, the way that everyone feels about Mises Caucus, this was guaranteed to happen. Right. I think it's dumb that other people from out of state can vote in a different state's, you know, uh, convention. I think it's really dumb. But uh, it's one of those things where it was just one. Of, they were told, and I knew from the get go. I knew that there was going to be problems. There was going to be issues. There was going to be, you know, this type of fight. And, so and wait, what's I mean, the 180 day rule? You have to be in the party for 180 days. For 180 White supremacy days kids. Like a member in good All right. standing. Yeah. All right. Well, the yes. next, well, you know, next in like what four months or whatever, you guys will be ready. Right. It costs like $25 to be a member. It They'll even, probably even give you a membership with a, with a valid email address. Like it's not that hard to be like if you, wanted to, if you wanted to just purchase the LPPA, it's probably like four hundred and twenty dollars, you know, to just get enough like four hundred twenty dollars sixty nine cents. Here, here's the problem, though. First of all, I want to congratulate Mises Caucus for not inheriting that shit show. OK, first of all, last thing you want to do is have the responsibility of frickin ringmasters in that business. OK, it is. I mean, and I have a lot of friends that have been in in that organization in the past and are still in there. And I'm not casting a, a blanket on any of them. 
but it kind of attracts losers. Okay. It's just a place where people go to like Liberty and not really accomplish shit. And they just want to argue about stupid bylaw shit and who gets to vote in the convention and this, and is it going to be that shithead or this shithead candidate? And it real and like, it's just basically a bunch of, um, cargo cult people playing politics. So to not win, you're, you're actually better off because you're going to save a lot of time. Well, Damn. It, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, what do you no, want no, me no. to say? Right. And I mean, you're, you're OG in that, in that establishment. So I, I take your wisdom and your advice, but my, the whole problem was, is that they were, okay, well, you're right. They have this, this rule. And I, cause I knew as soon as I heard this, I, we were going to do this separate event. We were, everyone was going to sign up. We were all going to go show up. I knew they weren't going to let us vote. Like I knew that was going to, and I didn't want to vote. Like I didn't want to vote in other states. Are, they, are people pulling out their Robert's rules of order books? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There was leave. That. That's all. Leave. Leave. <laughs> Go to the bar. Yeah, that's okay. why I stopped that's why I Seriously. stopped. That's why I stopped participating in this after the uh the national convention. I, having to sit through all that nonsense. I was like this is just the hugest waste of time. Like it is. There are a million more terrible. productive things you could be doing. You could and be then, outside digging what holes in the you, ground and be more productive right at least you'd have a hole in the ground yeah at least like, you could maybe put a plant there later like, or something you know yeah, or like you know you could piss in it um yeah. <laughs> what is you know what is i mean what do you win if L, if the mises caucus had gotten everything they wanted and they're like okay we're the chair of the lppa now w- w- claim your throne you know <laughs> like i mean <laughs> I get it. I, I I really do. Like I get it. I know. I just wanted to go and have fun. I wanted to go there and just experience yeah, so how you, it is in other states. So why are you I, talking I, about the cool part? The part that happened after all that. Dumb yeah. Shit. Now let's talk yeah, about yeah, the, the, the parties and it started with Friday night before the convention started. It was fucking awesome. There was like 350 people in the room. There was no seating left. It was all, you know, there was people lined the walls like standing because Scott Horton came to speak and he got it. Oh, and he got some woman heckling him uh she started up uh, she was some type of pro palace or pro israel troll because his whole speech was about what was going on in israel at the time uh last week you know and wow. he, he was she like he, he was like wow what did, he said he said something like oh they've killed this many children and you know and she stood up and she was like anyone under 30 is considered a a, a child or something like along those lines, uh, you know, in, in Palestine. And he was like, oh, wow, great. I had my first, you know, my first uh, Zionist, uh, heckler. you know, heckler. And it, so she got up and left and she stormed out and she went and claimed and said that we were harassing her and just whatever. And he just rocked. Wait, he did who was like getting harassed? Minutes. The, the, the Zionist got harassed? And that's what she's saying, but no one was. Scott was just like, okay, whatever. All right. Yeah. Okay, lady. Like, all right. You know, and he's just he gave his whole speech was mostly about the Palestine and Israel conflict going Good. on. And he just yeah, and it was great. And he got like standing ovations. It was fucking dude. It rocked. It fucking rocked. Dude, that is that is worth any of this crap. Like to me, like the reason to have a Libertarian Party would just be to have an event where you could have Scott Horton and have a big audience and have him motivate and educate and fire people up about this issue. With to me, and like what's hookers and blackjack, right? 
Like to me, that makes the whole thing worth it. I mean, because all the stupid politics crap doesn't really do anything. But when you have somebody like like Scott who can just come out there and just like freaking drop like encyclopedias per minute, like the dude just I, I don't know how he's able to, to to just retain the names and the plates and the treaties and the like just in, it's crazy. It's because it's all he talks about, literally. It's he is. I mean, he just has a he has special abilities and yeah. His, and, you know, they say like to master something, you you do it for 10,000 hours. How many podcasts has he done? Like 10,000 podcasts like he is a master of his of his field. There's no doubt about it from just yeah, repetition right. and experience and and just talking to the smartest, brightest, most informed people and being able to retain it and connect the dots and to go from foreign policy to police brutality at home and understand it from a libertarian perspective, like it actually makes sense. So he's one of the best things the liberty movement has, honestly. Him. Now, like, um, Scott Horton. All right. Where, did he fly in? Uh, yes. And it was so funny because I, I Did, came down from my room. I came down from my room and the elevator opened and Scott Horton standing there. I'm like, Hey Scott, what's up, man? And I'm like, like, it's co- cool. Like, here he is. There's Scott Horton on the fucking elevator. And it was, Does it was uh, the Mises caucus provide like weed for their, for, for uh, VIPs when they fly in from a foreign city? Like, um, as a courtesy? He brought his own. I'll say that <laughs> he was. Wait, are you? Wait, are you? Did you just rat him out on the show? Like, uh, <laughs> no, no. I'm I just mean, wondering if there's CBD a general oil, policy with Mises Caucus to make sure that their guests are are you know are comfortable. Oh, the guests are well taken care of. I imagine with Michael Heist there, there's probably nobody wanting for anything. Okay. Yeah, there's no one. No one needed. There, yeah, everyone got what they needed. But uh, it was just so cool. Him like opening up the elevator. I'm like, hey, Scott, it's Otto from PRL. And he was like, oh yeah. And I was like, dude, we'd love to have you on again. He's like, well, here's my email. Like, here's email this guy. We'll have, we'll be on again. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, it was it was dope, man. And he was dude, he was fired up. He was awesome. Like, he got a standing ovation. The crowd loved him. And then Dave Smith came on to talk in his speech. He went on for like 40 minutes. It was bad. This is was un- this, so basically this is competing with LPPA yeah. official and events. Can, but you're in the same hotel. Yeah. Are you in the Different same hotel? hotel? They were Different across hotel. Town. Yeah. Okay. And and they were butthurt about it and whatever. Well, they should have been. Like, it was a much bigger event. Dude, they had like we so we saw pictures right from the convention. They uh-huh. had like so they had this this restaurant that they went to, and there was like forty to fifty people there, and that was it. And uh, our convention across Let you know guess. across and town, the, and had, the like, average age is the average age is like seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, pretty Not much. Not to diss was, them, you know, like hey, uh, they won. Know, some of these guys yeah, are they my won. friends from yeah. uh, many years. They won. Oh, but, and then like you know, Steve, go to where the fun party is. You know, it just kind of reminds me of 2008. Ron Paul Revolution is just going crazy, right? Libertarians had never seen anything like the Ron Paul Revolution of 2008. Like we went from having like meetings and meetups with a handful of people to packing rooms, going to from dozens of people at a weekly meeting to a hundred people to giant events. That like holy so- shit, libertarians never saw it. And then we're like, okay, well, we all know, libertarians, we all know that the Republican Party is eventually going to shit on Ron. And this is going to be our moment to say, like, here's this movement. The the, liber- the Republican Party's failed you. 
you've embraced these the the libertarian ideology. Here's your natural step to support this great libertarian candidate, and it's Bob Barr. Oh, you know, like and just just dead, just dead in the water. That whole they could have t- like carried that mantle forward and just fucking drop the ball. Ooh, so then- because wait a minute, where we want to be our thing. We got to make sure we get it. You know, like they were their egos. They wanted to, to rule over this tiny little kingdom rather than like have something become like like super amazing. So you have to at least respect then Michael Heiss's entire goal. Because Michael Heiss's only goal with this is that he lived through the Ron Paul revolution, much like Dave Smith did, and watched it fizzle out because he had no place else to go and was basically at odds with the Libertarian Party of the time. His I whole just, goal is to, only, bring the, the, yeah. the, is to bring the Ron Paul revolution into the Libertarian Party and say, if you're not down with the revolution, get the fuck out. That's the it, whole point. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like trying to graft like something on to something that's like like sick to begin with. You know, well, I would like, agree with you. Really, you know, like maybe do something fresh, you know, and, okay. and I mean, so, I'm an agorist, you know, and like we, we live in a technological age, an age of cryptocurrencies, an age of, of pirate communications and upcoming decentralized so, technologies and smart contracts. And like you really want to be talking about who the who the next Gary Johnson's going to be, you know, or well, like. Here's what, what I will say, and because I, I frankly, like I get a little tired of people shitting on Michael Heiss. Um, people like, what has what he really done? I know what I will say is... I like Michael Heiss. Everybody knows. Just I, I might make jokes about... Two, two whatever, years ago, two years ago, the Mises Caucus didn't exist. It was, no, it's, four, it's going on four years now. So four years ago, it didn't exist. Michael has managed to make it so profitable, he gets to quit his day job. And it has successfully taken over majority of the state parties in the country and will, in fact, take over the entire country's LP by the end. of. It's better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. My point is that he had goals he set out and he's accomplished almost every goal he's had in four years. So as a person, like from a personal standpoint, the guy's doing what he wanted to fucking do, whether or not that goes any further, does anything. Well, you know what? I, I, I wish him the best. And I have believed in the past. And I think it could be, again, that the Libertarian Party can be a vehicle for spreading libertarian information and philosophy and the ideas. And I know that's part of the takeover of Mises Caucus with the LP is to f- turn it into an educational Right. Vehicle like using the electoral. I mean, that's my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, but to use it as a as, use the electoral process as a vehicle to spread libertarian ideas rather than like collecting votes and winning elections. I, I, I think Otto was right there. I think when Otto was there, when I told Michael to his face, like I expect one of two outcomes, either they're going to make the libertarian party at least fucking be libertarian or they're going to completely destroy it in the process. And I'm OK with either outcome. By all means, either it's destroyed right. It should or be libertarian. libertarian. Make it libertarian or not exist. Either option is viable. I'm right? okay with both. Yeah, I agree with you, Nick. <laughs> so good for yeah, you, man. Michael was- Heist. To to whether you whether you bring the inevitable end or the the prosperity. Either way, we salute you. But where's the blackjack and hooker? Blackjack and hookers, Otto. That's the thing I really care about. I, I left you pretty early in the night, and I know the night continued on there. Well, um, there was a one. There was a previous year at a LPPA convention. There was a knife fight, and a guy had to go to the hospital. Nice. Yeah. I take it Otto's frozen. 
Yeah. So, what I can say is I, I was there on Saturday with him. And uh, I got to see uh, Anthony Samarov, uh, Jeff Diced, uh, Michael Rechtenwald. I got a question for you. What's from that? Nima. He, he asked the end, huh? Why is that good? Of the party. The end of a fake libertarian party would be good. If it's going to be falsely representing libertarianism and confusing people and and destroying the concept of libertarianism because a bunch yeah. of people like Bob Barr are out there confusing people, then I think it's good for that to end. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess to to kind of circle back on that, I mean, maybe it's just the nature of politics that something like that can't exist. That ultimate the ultimate end of it is that it will always return to Bob Barr in the end. <laughs> Well, my my yeah, position has always to. been that if they ever get into if they ever get into a, a, a place of power, they're going to be bought out by the money. They're going to eventually yeah, they're going to go with whoever buys them out at that point. And it's going to be so cheap. I'm telling you, like it'll be like a, just just the, the scent of money will be enough. Like I've seen like how quickly people will will turn like for nothing. Like they will compromise their principles so fast at the at the whiff of political power. Or like you start, oh, my God, we could really win this. Oh, I could actually be in charge. Oh, like it's kind of like, you know, like I could wear the ring. Sure. Why should I throw it in Mordor? I could maybe I could wear that. Why not? Yeah. Like it's just it's just inevitable. And and do another answer to the question of why is the Libertarian Party ending a good thing? Because the idea that people still think politics is a viable way to free yourself is just sad. Confusing. At best, <laughs> like it's yeah. not going to happen. It's just not. Right. And, 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 yeah. Now the the, now the difficult say, question. No, for it, go for next. Sorry. The difficult question that you do run into, and uh, though Bishop, this is the one thing that he's got in his hat that he's been throwing around. Is the bottom line is everybody in Florida has been living a much freer life than everybody else in the country. That's right, and that's. Difficult to parse other than anything other than a political victory of someone saying, fuck you, we're not going to. That's just, well, if, if moving with your feet is politics, okay, that's that's your vote counted when you actually packed your car up and left, right? But like I mean, wasn't that, it the governor that, I mean, you could say it was the governor that, that freed everybody, right? If he if he'd had a Democratic governor, it wouldn't have happened, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So. It's not like I'm, but I'm not going to like thank him for not like enslaving people worse. Oh, no, absolutely you not. Know? Yeah, yeah, of course not. But the question is like, so, well, we, well, well, we will say it isn't possible to vote yourself to freedom. Technically, somebody managed to vote themselves to at least more freedom well, than we have well, here. Well, let's, well, let's, let's break that down and see what some of the assumptions are. It's possible you're right. Did voters put him in as governor or was that more powerful money interest just kind of finagled it that way? I'm not from Florida. So my point is, if we're going to say people voted themselves a governor and avoided mm -hmm. the mask mandates, we have to assume that the voting was the key mechanism yeah. that put somebody into office. Traditionally, it's just oligarchs controlling who goes onto the ballot, limiting media control. The You know, it's at the governor level. This isn't left up to like crazy voters to determine. They tried that. They, they they learned the lesson when Jesse Ventura got elected and they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Let's let's get a grip on this. Like we can't just let, you know, like if we're not careful, voters might like do something we're not expecting. God, Jesse Ventura was was wild, man. 
<laughs> God, he was wild. I don't think they saw that coming. I think that I think that definitely woke them up to like, dude, we got to be, we got to tighten up our game. Like everyone was like, Minnesota's a state. I thought that was part of of Canada. Like, no, dude, it's a state. They have a governor and like some independent dude. Like, what? I just thought it was part of Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> but like people were like so like fbi was probably like uh you know like, well we're investigating brothels in florida or we have to go to minnesota to 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 frame a who what like what an unpopular mission that must Speaking have been of brothels in florida you got a good brothels in Florida story. <laughs> well, it's like uh, there's a big Bitcoin conference coming up, uh, right? Bitcoin Miami is imminent. Featured speaker is, uh, is that Jack Tim Dorsey. Up at? Who? Tim Dillon, the comedian. I don't know who that is. You guys might not know who he is. He's kind of libertarian adjacent. He's a big fat gay guy. Yeah. Well, this um, so. this this oh, mega him. this mega Bitcoin conference, I think, is like super statist, and um, hmm. but there's like a you know a, it's still going to be like a who's who in Bitcoin and people hanging around Miami. There's a kind of like the way uh, Mises Caucus is doing, um, you know, like like competing events because Bitcoin Miami is like a hundred percent Bitcoin. Somebody else is doing shitcoin Miami the same week. <laughs> That's great. Like, like so people could come in and talk it's about NFTs and stupid shit coin or whatever else. Yeah. Like, okay, come, that's come uh, you know, I love that. That's the way it's supposed to happen, right? Like, you you think you got something yeah. better? Bring it, put it on. You know, that's what. Then we can all have something better to choose from. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always get like upset when people talk shit on Bitcoin, like because oh well, it's it's controlled by the government at this point. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's still still better than regular fiat currency. I'll take it, it over that any day. It's Even controlled it is, by it's the government. First of all, control like what does that mean? I mean, is the government using it? Sure. Are they regulating some people that use it? Sure, but they don't actually control it. Um, oh. it's so part of the whole bit, it's Bitcoin. part of the Bitstream thing. Can I do a quick uh, commercial here for those that can see the my T-shirt? Here we go. Where do we get the T-shirt? Because Bitcoin is not a crime. Free the Crypto 6. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have an update on those guys? The Crypto6.com. The last I heard was that Ian is probably being granted bail, but I thought he'd be out, but I haven't got heard that he's out. So he may be out or getting out. I also heard some bad news was that... There was a list of items seized that included a 100 Bitcoin casatious gold-plated bar that they that the feds were able to redeem that they took from his safe. Wait, so what? Is, what is you know what a casatious coin is? It's basically a Bitcoin ac- account where the private key is hidden behind a ho- peel-off hologram. Hmm. So most of these are one Bitcoin. And they were created around 2011, 2012. And somebody can hand you one. And it's basically yeah. one Bitcoin, but you peel off the thing and to redeem it, right? Right. And it has the keys in it, yeah. Whoever peels it off owns the keys. It's not like, it's not secure like Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. So it was sitting in a safe, not protected by a private key, just protected by the safe. And, uh, well, they got it. And that's unfortunate is it connected to the fact that they're suddenly maybe going to allow him bail? Maybe because they one of the reasons he was denied bail, 
they mentioned was because they believe he controlled a lot of Bitcoin and that he could be a flight risk. So, well, how do they, how do they, what's their justification for confiscating that particular money out of that safe? Finders keepers. Well, what is their justification? It always is. He's been, he's, he's been, uh, what do you call it? He's been guilty in the eyes of the government of a crime and they take all of your money when they do that. You don't have any rights to anything. Exactly. I mean, they don't. What, I, they don't I, I get. I mean, I get. I'm just. The, typically, they don't. They don't just like empty out your bank account. Yeah, they do. Something. The they do. take anything that's that's there. They just take anything they want. It's just a. It's just a looting operation. Ooh, Even when they were busting it, when they were like doing the warrant or whatever, they ransacked the studio, unplugging everything, components, not just taking potential evidence, but but the whole raid was was a, was a malicious destruction of the LRN studio and Ian's base. And I mean, this was a, this was an assault like deep into the, you know, the larger libertarian movement, the free state, New Hampshire, Keene, free talk live. I mean, uh, this is a, this was a, this was a, a, a bold attack from them. And, you know, they, 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 took some of our 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 best people uh, you know out of action they they got a lot of their resources like i'm pissed so um anyway yeah, yeah the the crypto 6 the crypto 6 uh dot com um it's where people can donate and uh get info so good luck I, let's hope that ian gets out soon i like to put libertarian shirts on my wife so that she can wear them around places because boobs make them look cooler. Absolutely, and well, I've got a little boobs, but like, they're not really they're not really like like be ra- sexy. Yeah, like round round men don't sell anything, but women, women with boobs do. Speak so like we so we keep I keep I keep myself away from libertarianism other than the voice, and we'll let her do the body of libertarianism thing. You know, it seems like a well, better sales technique. Well, you know, I'd love to hear from people about how we're supposed to respond to this kind of assault on our community. That, like, I don't know. I mean, how? What are we supposed to do? How do you defend against this crap? Like, I feel like anything we're going to do that's effective, you know, it falls into like a prisoner's dilemma that would really come down hard on the defendants. You know, like things like I'm not saying a prisoner exchange, okay, but traditionally. Like, I mean, they have declared war on us and are taking prisoners. Traditionally, like you would negotiate with a prisoner exchange to get like, okay, we got one of your so high you're saying, ranking. Like, kidnap like Joe Biden or something. <laughs> I would never say that. I would never say that. Um, you, you want a pedophile on an unsecure channel, especially. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was a uh, joke, FBI. Yeah, obviously this yeah. show is is all comedy. It's all comedy, but oh, I'm just saying, like, what options do we alive. have? Oh, damn. Prove, prove that he's alive. Let's get into this. You know yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Wait, but like, so. but let's just say, let's just say we wanted to, I mean, here's a, here's, here's some people that have enormous amount of support. Okay. Like there's a big community that wants to back them, wants to be helpful, wants to do whatever, you know, we, we want to do whatever we can, right. To keep them out of jail, whatever, um, to protect other people that are going to come after them. Like it's a it's a it's an important front. Like it's a key front. And these guys are like right there taking the the blows, the hits and some damage. And like somehow we have to find a way to respond effectively and not just, you know, ouch. 
I mean, there's got to be more. So could we would big what if we had big rallies? What would big rallies do? Nothing. Would that would that make it would that put positive pressure on an outcome for them or would it even make the authorities double down and just like start putting them in solitary and well, just you uh, you're part of the Ron Paul revolution. What did it do? Well, that was different, you know. There was no defendant. Right? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking a more a more a better parallel would be like Ross Albrecht. Okay. Yeah, he's a terrorist. Well, how they responded, how they responded to activity at the courthouse was to threaten the defendant, right? So you had these people doing stuff outside, jury nullification, pamphleting, and just general like support protesting, signs supporting it, right? The The judge judge doesn't approve. The judge said, all right, if this continues, we're going to sequester the jury. We're going to tell the jury that this this guy on trial is so dangerous as a drug kingpin. We're worried about your safety, jurors. And now we're going to bring you in from a secret underground entrance in a bus so you don't have to see any of these protest people out there. Right. So it was their way of saying, all right, if you guys want to protest, we can't stop you. But we can definitely make things harder on the defendant. For right? the record, James started this conversation. It wasn't me this time. Just let it be known. <laughs> I'm not Mr. About, Depre- not Mr. About Depression. The right, about the right way to respond. How do well, you respond? I just want to know, like, what are we supposed to do to respond to this, to these assaults? Okay. On I, it's just intolerable. So here's the thing, James. Uh this is like honestly the big question I think for liberty people in general. This is the question: Do you go fight the beast or do you wait it out and wait until it kills itself? Because the bottom line is, you are not going to defeat the U.S. government. You you can't. Nobody nobody has and nobody ever will. All right. But what it is, at least not at the type of war that we are are, are granted right now. The bottom line is, you keep your nose to, nose to the ground. Don't get caught and keep the ideas of liberty alive until hopefully it does kill itself and you can start anew, like the remnant, like Rob Ron Paul. Yeah, talked but about. you know, you know how you're gonna what you're gonna need to do that something like Free Talk Live. You know, what are you gonna need to do that something like people that are willing to sell Bitcoin through ATMs and to uh, and to the, because they value uh, free currency and they want to bring that and they advocate for that and they make yeah, you go buy pirate coin. I'm just saying, like, you know, these are these are the things that need to happen. Right. Bit, like cryptocurrencies being adopted. It's part of what we need to have happen. Right. Free talk live existing. It's part of what we need to have happen. Right. That's why they've been attacked so viciously. Right. So we either say, well, OK, we're not going to have anything nice. We're not going to have our own propaganda arm. We're not well, going to no, have no. our own. You know, Like, no, you see, that's that's where I think you're wrong. It's called an underground. That's the idea. Free Talk Live put a big fucking target on their head. Now, I, That's true. I absolutely. It did, it, you're yes, right. They made yeah. themselves martyrs. This is, well, uh, frankly, the best thing that could happen is they throw the book at them as hard as possible, and that's enough to light a fire under people's ass for real. But well, I, I mean, the only thing that's right. But the only thing I mean, you can't accuse like Ian of saying like, gosh, you were so how could you you shouldn't have been so successful. Right. He did end up becoming a central point. Of, of failure in a lot of things because he's so Absolutely. effective and active across multiple things. That's not a fault of Ian because he's so no, active and effective, right? 
but it it means that we really just need more people to take over more roles in different ways and try to spread out just so there's not well i mean doesn't singular individual targets yeah well that's that's sort of the um well i mean that could be a that is a potential benefit of crypto decentralization things like that is now you can do things and have some degree of anonymity and be distributed across the entire the entire globe now you have to do it carefully and you have to do it um tactfully but you know the these technologies are unlocking the stuff where you don't have to have a radio necessarily have like and i'm not shitting on free talk live at all i mean not that's not at all what i'm doing but you know yeah i mean if you have a physical studio and your faces are everywhere like that is going to make you a target i think the new technologies that are out are going to unlock the ability to maybe do some of these things but maintain a, a level of anonymity so, At least it'll make it a lot harder to figure for the government to figure out who you are. Well, so I was talking to somebody today, and we were talking. I think it was on the the school sucks group. I talk in on Sunday mornings, and um, school one of the questions, one of the questions that uh, that was brought up is how does everybody feel about the big dip that's going on with Bitcoin right now? And my take on the whole thing is, is frankly, I could give two fucks if anybody, like any of the normies, ever got involved in Bitcoin. If if it only ever became like a currency adopted and used by libertarians and ag- agorists and those types of people, that is perfectly fine by me. If we can have a, a currency that we can trade with each other, that in and of itself is worth something. It'll especially, hold value, right, especially if it's international. We can we can avoid capital controls. We can we can we can send to friends and family in any in any political jurisdiction at any time. Of course, we need that. It'll it'll go it'll never go to zero because libertarians are going to hold the shit out of it forever. Eventually, it'll just become stable based on the, those who adopted it have already adopted it. Yeah, I'm with you there. But at the same time, I mean, I also think about the just amazing things that can be produced with with that can be financed, that can be funded, that can be produced with with a solid currency like Bitcoin. You know, so, and I, I I would like to see as many people on the planet using it because it's going to be a net good i mean who like the more people that use it the better the better life is going to be i think so usually right, the fewer I, people use frns that's yeah. really where i want to get me yeah it's, that's what they use. it's it's the negative it's it's the side of pushing down the frn and the positive side of giving people money that they can actually make good investments on that they can actually hold that they can actually finance things without worrying about the Federal Reserve manipulating the interest rates and and deflating their and deflating their savings away from them or but inflating their savings away from them. It's though. awarding proper like it's it's allowing people to actually have property rights respected. You can yeah. actually own something and like you don't actually need to like hope your rights are going to be respected, right? You've got you've got math and uh, cryptography. And, you know, and a trillion dollars, you know, high uh, energy consuming network, you know, protecting it. Um, So here's a miracle for humanity is like as far as I think, you know, usually usually I'll start talking great reset and it's it's, it's the big black pill. But you're not going to need Bitcoin when you're in the pods. Well, no, no. Listen, here's the thing. So if you actually go through all of their literature and you look through their stuff, there is one thing that they are blatant about from the beginning 
And it's that they're, they know full fucking well they're never going to get 100% adoption. People are not going to buy in. For the like, Great Reset, you mean? Yes. And and their whole their whole push is to push people into the cities, to buy into their way of life. And they understand that they're going to be people aren't. And their whole idea is to basically turn the people into the cities into looking at those who would stay outside of the smart cities as uh, – you know, <laughs> other orcs, orcs uh, outside yeah, basically, your, your like orcs. right? Because um, but there's an admission. If you're, not, if you're not in control, you're out of control. But here's the know? thing: that in and of itself is an admission that they aren't going to be able to control everyone. The, but it, the they can. They will be able to. What they'll try to do is just make it really convenient to be in the city. You know, like oh, no, they oh, will. No, like you know, like oh, you don't have to comply. But you know what? You don't own your, you know what? Your Spotify will get turned off. You know, like you don't own albums, but you you rent from Spotify. Oh, you're renting all your software. Oh, you don't even, oh, you don't even own a car. You do a, you, you only do these like ride share electric, like uh, electric autonomous cars. So if they want to shut, if they want to cancel you, right, they can cancel your transportation, your shopping, your your software access your oh, that's awesome your access to movies because nothing media. is going to force innovation out in those wild spaces quicker than the fact that we're not buying into their system well we'll be and outside the we'll be outside the wall and we're gonna have like kick ass like Jack. you know whatever yeah like I'll meet <laughs> you outside the wall like I guess at the bottom line is do you need to be a part of that world if it means giving up your autonomy. Do you is Spotify really fucking worth it? Spotify is great, but if that means giving up my fucking ability to be a human self-determining person, nah, it's fuck, not worth fuck, it. For me. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. You will own no music and and be happy with Spotify. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no fucking way. That first of all, I feel like their bit rate is garbage. Okay. Like I feel like I listen to the tunes and I'm like, they compress the fuck out of that. Like, it actually has like, usually usually that has more to do with how you're streaming it to your device from whatever you're listening to in my experience. Through the Spotify all I have is a stupid Spotify app. Okay. What they, do you but what are you some, listening to it on? What's that? What are you listening to it on? What kind of well, like, device? Pi- like piping it through like a you know, like a car stereo or something. I know yeah, what proper I know yeah, what it should sound like, and it sounds blue, like thin as fuck. Do you do Bluetooth or do you do the actual wire? Bluetooth usually sounds fine. No, nah, Bluetooth fucking jams your bitrate way lower already. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to negatively affect my uh, my personal MP3 collections or whatever MP4s yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah, so there are also rate. settings on Spotify where you yeah, can and there are settings on Spotify the bitrate that you get. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Plus, but also, you know, I have some kind of, you know, for a while I had some, I, I mean, I never did the paid subscription. I think my kids have it or whatever, but people would send me a link to a song on Spotify and be like, oh, check out this song. And you go to play it and it plays some other goddamn song. Okay? Oh, no, that's, that's long since passed. Uh, uh, well, that was the, you know, I haven't looked, tried it in a year maybe, but I'm sorry, but what kind of garbage is this? Like somebody sent you a Led Zeppelin song. Oh, we think you want to hear the monkeys instead. No, 
Oh no, no that's good. that's good. Yeah, that's because you don't pay for. No, sorry, that's because you don't pay for Spotify. If you don't pay, for why Spotify, would I want to pay when the, when, the, when their trial service has a garbage bit rate and can't even let me listen to the to a song I want to hear? Like, fine, send me a commercial after the song or before the song. But nobody but if would you ever... want me to. If you want to get me interested, you better make it sound good, and it better be the song that I wanted to hear, not some bullshit. Well, apparently James isn't their target demo because they've been pretty successful. No, <laughs> no he's people. Not. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. like my kids don't even understand the concept of owning your music collection. Even a digital music collection is is beyond their interest. But I feel like this is right back to the to the great reset. You will own nothing. You will rent everything. When you rent, you're under control. When you Absolutely. own, you have freedom, Rent right? Like, and 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 so whatever they can, whatever they can do to stop you from owning property, vehicles, software, like well, phone. What, I, what like, I hate is the idea of owning property because nobody owns property. As well, long they, as there's they a took, government, you don't own property. They you can't attach, own women you know, anymore. Am I right? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> they own me. I know that. <laughs> James drops trow. He's got like a chastity belt on. Yeah, it's under lock and key. James guys. chastity belt. There you go. That's a podcast title if I've ever heard James one. Chastity. Uh, chastity. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not going along with any of that. No. He's like, I'm not Chase. <laughs> Dude, I wish my internet wasn't so choppy right now. Like, am I coming in through like clear to you guys know. or like really choppy? You better know. It's okay. You guys are. You guys are all choppy to me. I fucking hate my Wi-Fi is such shit right now. I'm so irritated. Tell but, your um, kids to stop watching porn while you do the show. Dude, a Cat 5 cable is not that hard to fucking run. Yeah, there you go. Even uh, modern Wi-Fi should words. have plenty of bandwidth, though. Even like even the Wi-Fi shouldn't be a bottleneck. What's well, funny, because it feels uh, like man. children these days that think like Wi-Fi is the internet. You know, like they don't know that you can plug an Ethernet cable directly into the router or... But I'm completely away from the router. It's all the way in the other room. Dude, right I used now. to run cable through my whole house when I was little. <laughs> yeah. I used I to have yeah, a I, I buildings. Yeah. I had it when I had the camper in the driveway. I ran Ethernet all the way out, you know, like around the backyard from the basement window, like out to the camper, just so I wasn't like skipping. Yeah, out. you know, you don't keep at least one hundred and fifty foot cat five cable in your house just No, I don't. I don't. What if you need it? What if you need broadband in the treehouse? What do you do? <laughs> right now, my treehouse is filled with cicadas. So, I don't speaking know of guys... the Great Reset, is it is it just a coincidence that that uh, right we have suddenly all this free protein flying around, and Bill Gates has all the farmland, and 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 uh, the World Economic Forum is telling you that you don't. Oh, you're not going to be eating meat. No, uh, 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 that's uh, good. Sorry about that. We're going to be rationing your meat. But look, here's some cicadas. Mmm, a little oh, garlic and butter. Big. You're not. This is perfect. <laughs> Did you hear the problem? They're actually pretty tasty, but but still, like, fuck you for trying to tell me what I have to eat. Exactly. Like I wasn't gonna eat that anyway, but now I'm gonna at least serve it to my kid more. You know, like my whole like, backyard is covered in these motherfuckers. They are just ever, and it was like overnight. Too, because I was like, oh, maybe, maybe when it, we might not get hit hard, because I, I was fucking in high school the last time we hit with uh, these. You things. can you dry know, roast them for. What year was that? Two thousand four was the last time they came around. 
17 and years. right now like my fucking i'm telling you like my tree is covered from like top the in cicada either the shells of the old ones like actual cicadas it's insane i went to go i was cutting off a piece of like a dead branch of my tree and i shook the tree and literally like 1500 of them flew at me i'm like Jesus oh my Christ. god I, i've lived <laughs> through like, these before yeah I, I was in northern virginia in like 87 i think it was a major swarm yeah 87 yeah and uh, man, you'd come. You just try to cross a parking lot, and you're just getting bombarded with them. And these things were tough. Like I, I would had this delivery van, and I'd be just driving down the road with my windows down. I remember one ricocheted off the 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 side view mirror, like sixty <laughs> miles an hour, hits it, flies into the van, bounces off the back window, like bam. Like hits the back window and then starts buzzing like "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like. I woke up this morning and like I, I went outside to like have a cup of coffee, and like I opened the door and I just hear like that that hum sound. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot the fucking cicadas are here." It sounds like like almost like a a piece of like heavy machinery, just like high pitched like right. humming sound. Like so, <laughs> I, I was thinking because I live. I live, yep. I live right by the BNO railroad track. Like it goes pretty much like behind my backyard. And I thought like a train's coming. Like the whole entire time, like this train's coming, but it's not a train. It's these fucking cicadas. <laughs> like it's so it bad. I, I know. Jealous, these guys. Yeah, they're like all over. Like I could be eating like, dry roasted crickets right now, and you guys are fucking. I don't have any. Yeah, I feel like a plague of locusts. Great reason. Isn't a plague of locusts just right on time for for the times? Like you know, like naturally, there's going to be some ridiculous insect infestation, or just like we're going to be overrun with monkeys, or like who knows what's going to be. But I, anything could go. Atheist that, like that I am, Paul's I hate I I hate giving the Christians anything. Well, what about um? You know, I think what's neat is the way the different species of of cicada have different uh, cycles. There's like 14 year or 17 year. Somehow all of these different species have worked it out. So they come out in different years, right? Because the whole idea is that you don't want to mm -hmm. overlap with a competing species because you're when you come out, you eat everything. <laughs> so they're like, all right, we'll hang here for 17 years. You guys go to town. We'll see you, you know, we'll just be here underground. It's a wild, it's a wild life cycle, man. I know. It's crazy. Oh god. But so, it just god, seems like so it bad. seems like they're communi the species are communicating with each other. How do they coordinate this? It's coordinated, but or is it just or is it just coded into the DNA that they just yeah, emerge? That's how from they've their evolved. Cells. They've this, or they, they have a cicada central government. <laughs> yeah. they, all, they all vote to see who's gonna what year to come out, you know. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> It's like that episode of Rick and Morty where he like he gets the thing where he can do a Dr. Doolittle machine and he's listening to the squirrels and the squirrels are fucking plotting like a government like a government takeover and then yeah. they're like wait I think I think a little boy can hear us. Hey little boy, we have candy and chocolates. Check get him. Get him. <laughs> Apparently the squirrels have a government and they're trying to plan a takeover of the world. Why not? <sighs> Speaking of taking yeah, over, let's take this over to the after hours. How about that, Phil? Right, because I, I, we still got to fit. I didn't even tell you we guys got a lot of dirty gossip. We got a lot of dirty, right. dirty gossip. I didn't tell you about well, like I didn't. I need to tell you about this hand job Nick gave me. It's oh, so this is the this most, is, uh, the this most, is 
All right. Let's, this is going to be after hours. Like what happened like behind the scenes at the convention? Like who, like, yeah. Who banged who? Like, a like lot of Michael Heist got drunk. Like Michael Heist got so drunk that what? You he know, tattooed like, a swastika on his forehead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeff Dice was there, blood and soil and everything. Uh, right. Ooh. I know. All, all the They'll blood and soil there. was there. All right. Let's, yeah, we'll talk so, yeah, trash please. on all these guys. Well, first, Nick, tell tell the good people where they can find you, Nick. Uh, NickPacone.com. We'll find whatever I'm doing, when I'm doing it. And if you're Hell out yeah. this week in Texas, Shoulderberg. It's not a Shoulderberg. cult. Shoulderberg. Do it. Yeah, it's definitely not a cult. So uh, please, please feel free. Check that out. Nickpacone.com. Um, also, please check out our Patreon because that way you give us money and we like money. Um, as little as dollar a month, you guys get to hear our after hours podcast, which we're gonna record right after this. I got some stories to tell. Dude, I went to fucking medieval times for the first time, and it was honestly, it was a shit show. So I literally cannot wait to tell and rant about this. So you only get to hear it if you can um, sign up for a Patreon, or if you don't want to sign up for a Patreon, please check out prlfans.com. You can find other ways to donate to the show. Send us crypto. uh, Also, yes. Send us crypto. And then buy some more. Spend and replace. Don't, you know, like, that's the way to do it. Send us some, but then get more. Hell yes. And then go to uh, libertariancountry.com. Use the code PRL or PRL podcast. Get yourself a 10% discount. That's where you can find our t-shirts over there. And if you want to spend $50 or more, if you're feeling kind of crazy, Use the code PRL2 and get yourself a 20% discount. And once again, tonight we are brought to you by Hidden in Plain Sight by Moral Bob, that crazy motherfucker. Oh, my God. He posted a video online of him. Cops have guns pulled on him. Literally. The gun, they have guns pulled on him because they're trying to tow his, they were trying to tow his car from his, from his street. Like He like knew the law. He was like citing the law back to him. And he's sitting there, and they have guns drawn on him. He's like, put your fucking guns away. He's cussing. It was you know, like, dude, Moral Bob's a crazy motherfucker. Where do I guy. get that guy? Seriously, where do I get that one, James? <laughs> so James, is, so, so for our listeners, the entire podcast, James has been holding up his, uh, what is it, Vermin Supreme? Vermin Supreme. I don't, was that glass Pipe? sculpture? Let's call it a Vermin. glass sculpture. Let's call it a glass. Oh, sculpture. I want to talk about why why every why Libertarian Twitter is mad at uh, Vermin Supreme right now. Did he something oh, with can, Dave I Smith? I think. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about I that on the tell next you. show. Tell me yeah, on the next show. I got some. I got some shit to talk about. So, all right. Please, I'm pro pony. Yeah. You, so let's go. Come on, guys. Bill's having a hard enough time. Just let I'm, him say the dude, My internet, I'm drunk. It's, it's just, it's not a good time. But anyway, uh, please check us out over. Check out our Patreon. Please do that. And uh, until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Stretching the flags of the tax bombs and red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, 